0: Welcome and hello everyone and welcome to Edge Talk Radio. Today I'm going to be talking with Ellen Gregg with She is with Intuitive Guidance and Healing, and she is from New Hampshire. I am so excited to have her on today. So who am I? I am Angela Zabel, and I am connected to spirit, working with a team in the non-physical my entire life, sharing messages with a multitude of realms with people. I'm a teacher, coach, and medium. I am also a radio show host. Here I am. (laughs) A writer, retreat host, gallery reader, and speaker. i offering online, private, and group sessions and classes doing speaking engagements and sharing knowledge with others throughout the world and you can find out more about me at all pretty much on all the social media and on AngelaZabel.com we'll get you to all of them and then who are we here we are working with Edge Magazine and Edge Magazine is the leading events and media resource dedicated to all aspects of holistic living health and wellness and the mysteries beyond, sharing information, wisdom, and resources, committed and promoting businesses, organizations, and individuals who support our collective journey to wholeness and balance. And you can find out more about the Edge Magazine at edgemagazine.net. And today we have Ellen M. Gregg on, and she is a professional intuitive healer who draws on a wide range of intuitive and healing abilities and modalities. She uses them to support clients through life events with their own intuitive abilities and to clear energy clouding. We're going to get into that later (laughs) and or that may be blocking their way. Ellen is also the creator of the Spiral, a private community for wise women practicing the spiritual arts personally and in some cases professionally. She gratefully does this as she loves and loves what she does. So Ellen, and I want to, and you want to find out more about Ellen at Ellen Gregg, Ellenmgregg.com. And Ellen, I am so excited to have you here. And I am just a little curiosity for people. What actually started you on this path? Because it's not usually a normal path for people.
1: Andrew, I'm so excited to be here too. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to you, speak with you. So what started me on this path? Um, spirit started me on this path. So uh, once upon a time, I was going through a huge transition. i had been, um, I had been laid off from a job that I'd held for over 16 and a half years. And it, it threw me, I mean, truly threw me for a loop in many ways. One, I realized how much I identified with my job, which was interesting. And it also made me question everything in ways that I hadn't before, including my own spirituality. And I was drawn to Reiki, and through the process of becoming a Reiki, master and then a master teacher, intuitive abilities that I had forgotten about, AKA had completely squelched when I was younger because I didn't know what to do with them, had no context for them, started to rise up. And others rose up along with them. Things I never imagined were possible. Well, at least not outside of a really well-written Stephen King novel. So, I love that <laughs> well, you know it kind of it was like, all right, this is interesting, so the the thing is, so side by side with that, I continued to look for jobs that were I was very familiar with, office managing, that kind of thing, and it just never occurred to me that I could do anything else, that I could actually take all this stuff that was in many ways disrupting but more importantly blessing my life at that point and con- contained it in a way that would allow me to use it to create income. So it I got another job and I was laid off of that and then I got another job and I was laid off from that. <laughs>
0: I love how Spirit kind of continues that method of, like, uh, you got to look a little further. <laughs> Wait, that's what it, I mean, it took, I mean, it
1: truly was a, it was a three strikes, you're out kind of thing. So it was three strikes, that third strike, which happened in February of 2013. And the thing is, even then, I just didn't fully grasp what's happening. And so I continued looking and was doing it was actually doing card readings and stuff up on the side, <laughs> and then um it was like the, it was like the year out came, so the year out came in the form of um congestive heart failure mm-hmm. the blue but never had any heart problems before was i mean it was one of the healthiest times of my life I was eating completely vegan i was i, I mean Like, all the things that you're supposed to do to be healthy, I was doing. Wow. Doctors could not figure out how I ended up in the ICU for five days.
0: They couldn't figure it out. That's a a huge, I mean, that's not something like, you know, I fell and twisted my ankle or something like that. That is a huge medical issue that you encountered at that time.
1: Yeah,
0: it was. And it was, I mean... the thing is, what's really interesting about that
1: is that I was so calm through the whole thing that the nurses kept on saying you're so calm, I've never met anyone so calm. How are you so calm? And I was like, it's Reiki, it's Reiki, it's Reiki, <laughs> like not listening to myself, you know, but saying it's Reiki. <laughs> and got out of the hospital. And it was just one of those things where suddenly things started clicking into place. Because I had been so incapacitated, that it. I mean, my recovery time was like six weeks after getting out of the hospital before I even felt like I could be normal in the world, so to speak, wow. energetically speaking, like just had the energy to do things. So during that time, it was like I went through a complete reschooling is how I think of it. Like my spirit guides, they put me through my paces <laughs> and um. It it's just suddenly hit me what they were doing because I was encouraged strongly to uh enroll at South, right to enroll at Southwest Institute of Healing Arts into their bachelor program to become a holistic health practitioner, which included all these wonderful sidebar things. Like I mean, it, it was it was just incredible what all ended up happening from there. And at the same time, it was like, I realized, oh, okay, well, if I'm going to be going to school full-time because we're talking, this was full-time and then some, I can't work full-time. What can I do? Oh, well, I could do more card readings. I could do more Reiki.
0: What a perfect way to do it.
1: (laughs) That's it. just evolved from there. And then I took everything that I was learning at Sweeha, which was life coaching, holistic nutrition, um there was one intuitive class at hypnosis and hypnosis and more hypnosis. um so just all these wonderful things that compiled together, and
0: yeah, here I am that's pretty amazing, how and you know, when you said spirit kind of nudged you a little bit, sometimes they kind of push you pretty hard.
1: I, I, you know, I said nudge to be nice, but honestly, it's like they just, you know, put me at the top of the stairs and pushed me down (laughs) them.
0: You know, how are you now, though, with everything after all of your health issues? How are you now?
1: I'm, I'm really good. Am I, I mean, honestly, am I as healthy as I wish I could be? I mean, I, I could absolutely lose weight. I need to, I'm committed to walking every day, which is going to be huge. Just as part of this new move that's happened, I'm actually living in a safe neighborhood where I can walk every day, whereas before I couldn't. So, but apart from that, I mean, I'm really good. I'm really good. So, it, it's one of those things. It was an interesting anomaly that created a lot of buzz while i was in the hospital because all the doctors were like i want to check her out too and see what i can find out (laughs) we're trying to one-up each other someone's going to figure it out and nobody can figure it out
0: gee i wonder why they couldn't figure it out (laughs) yeah yeah just a little bit in a different energetic state (laughs) that's That's a nice way of putting it So as you started doing this, and this was, you know, you're doing card readings on the side, were you always intuitive? How I mean, how did yeah. you you started doing the card readings on the side before Spirit gave you the nudge push <laughs> to get I, with your right? Yeah, push. I mean, I I'd
1: started doing the the card readings before that the um that final
0: <laughs>
1: nudge. Um and the thing is, alongside the Reiki, and the thing is, it was really interesting, too. It's like the Reiki led to the card reading. So the thing is, it was like I was doing Reiki, but as one of my Reiki teachers noted, Ellen isn't just doing Reiki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because a lot of stuff was coming up from the Reiki, and I, I figured that everybody else was having the same experience I was, and that wasn't the case. <laughs> so one thing led to another, and it was, you know, I was, I was drawn to... First of all, Oracle cards, which I I wonder if that happens with a number of people, perhaps, especially if you're older. Like, I am like, um, tarot, I had a, a bad experience with, AKA, it was way too truthful to me. And so I was like, I'm not doing tarot ever again. <laughs> Oracle cards were lovely, though. And I, that led me back into tarot. So, so yeah, the, the, doing the card readings um again it was so interesting how it evolved out of the all the intuitive stuff that was coming out of my reiki sessions it was almost like i'd get to the end of a reiki session i'd have all this information in my head i couldn't not share it with the person that had just been lying on my table so i was like okay how do i even do this and i just started saying a couple things i noticed you know, share those couple of things. And if they wanted to know more, I would tell them more, you know? And so these wonderful conversations would ensue and then more insights would come up, not just from me, from them, which was the coolest thing. But yes, I've been intuitive all my life. And when I was younger, a lot of it came through in the way of premonitions. Mm. And those premonitions were super unsettling because again, I had no context for it. Wonderfully supportive adults in my life, but no one to whom I could I felt I could speak to about what I was experiencing. Did you pretty and
0: much keep it to yourself then most of your I life? did.
1: Yeah, I did. Because again, it was one of those things where so, you know mostly premonitions, sometimes like a deja vu kind of thing, which still happens to me oftentimes. But it, it would just, I just, if it was so, again, unsettling, I guess is the best word, and sometimes disruptive, because it was scary to see things happen in my mind's eye or in my dream time, and then all of a sudden see them playing out in the real world.
0: So, you make a really good point on that because a lot of people think, "Oh, it must be nice you have all these premonitions or you know things ahead of time." But they don't realize the opposite end of it, where you know, it kind of freaks you out. It kind of it kind of messes with you a little bit because it's like, "Holy cow, this came true!" And some of the stuff coming true is really good stuff, but some of the stuff coming tr- coming true is kind of unsettling because it's dealing with people around you and knowing yes. about them ahead of time. Um, So there is that side of it and being willing to be open to both sides of the premonitions of, of knowing things ahead of time of some of those intuitive thoughts and not being fearful of them, but starting to embrace them.
1: Yeah. And that's I think that's the thing about intuition in general. It isn't all sunshine and lollipops and rainbows. It isn't. And to suppose it is is to ignore the fact that life in general is not all sunshine <laughs> lollipops, and rainbows the, you know i look at intuition as being a reflection of our human experience so our intuitive senses are a reflection of our human senses it's just that think of them as supersized or more expanded you know and not tied to the physical they yeah, can involve the physical, but they're not tied to the physical, you know so so yeah, when I was 12 eleven or twelve, 12 years old was called the last straw with the premonition thing i I had a premonition of a friend being hit by a car while they were riding their bike. Oh. and it happened, and they were out of school for a couple of months recovering. And I actually told a teacher about it after the fact. And unfortunately, the, the teacher was not ready to hear what I was saying and, you know, rushed me off and was like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. That's, you know, basically that's BS without saying it was BS. And I shut it down. It was like, it was really interesting. And I noticed sometimes even now with certain things intuitively, It's almost like this click going off in the mind, like literally like flipping a switch and you can feel it's almost a physical sense of something being shut down. And that's exactly what I did. And then it just burst
0: open decades later when Reiki found me. That's it's very interesting how when you had that that moment where somebody is really looking at what you're doing differently and you had you yourself have the doubts of what it is. And that one switch, that one thing, that one moment ended up switching everything off for a while, at least out here, because I think inside you were still getting them. You're just not putting it out here. (laughs) Totally. And it was just it was a lot more subtle. And I can look back now and
1: say, oh, yeah, I mean, it was happening more. It was almost like all the premonition stuff um transferred itself into that deja vu kind of thing and there were still times when I can say now my spidey senses were on full alert around things and again did I have context and did I know enough to say something's off (laughs) nope I can look back now though and appreciate the fact that even though I shut it down in terms of like being consciously aware and paying attention it was still humming in the background
0: yeah Absolutely, there to help you and to protect you a lot of times from situations, people that maybe wouldn't aren't the best for you, and to have that ability to go, some things off, even if you don't necessarily acknowledge it, or you kind of nonchalantly kind of move away without really like, why did I do that? But having that sense and and seeing it later, seeing it later,
1: absolutely, think- yeah, totally, and it's really interesting this particular thing coming up because I see, you know, correlations in regular life <laughs> regular life is but it's like the other day um, something happened and um, my, my mother said something, said yes to something that she would have preferred to say no to and after the fact she looked at me and she said, I suppose I could have said no, but that wouldn't have been nice and I was like, oh This is one of those things where with intuition, we might feel like this, no, like it might be the most innocuous question. Hey, you wanna go to the bar with us tomorrow night? And you feel this certain no. And yet you don't see any human reason for not going. And so, and plus that wouldn't be very nice. I mean, you're being invited to go to the bar. So you say yes rather than no, you get there and something happens.
0: I that, agree. If you listened, you wouldn't have been present for. Absolutely. And that's something people look back on. And, you know, I had something a little, not quite the same, but I had our my some of my children had went out with some people. And shortly after they left, I just like, this is not right. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And so I called and called and called and and said, just please come back home. And, And, you know, just come back home. And they were upset with me, but they did come back home. But yeah, nothing happened. But I feel nothing happened because they came back home. Otherwise, I felt something very bad was going to happen because they were showing me, you know, an accident and different things in my head, and I had never, never had anything like that when the when my kids had left before, but that time, I did. So,
1: yeah. and that's one of those things too. You know, when you talk to people about intuition, people look for certainties because we, as humans, are wired to have certainties around everything give me a guarantee show me the proof you know what I mean show me the proof exactly the thing is when it comes to intuition I mean sure sometimes there can be there can be straight up proof to show them most of the time not so much and so when it comes to one living into your intuition no matter what and two, taking it to another level, like you, like me, and actually, you know, using it in our work for our work. Boy, you know, there has to be a, if you don't come in with a certain mindset around that, that you can simply accept the fact that there are times when you're not going to be able to satisfy people in terms of saying, this is why this is coming through for you, like exactly, then you know, it's not going to work because you're, there's going to be too much doubt and it'll be really challenging at best to work through that
0: or work around it. Absolutely. And that's something people have to realize when you're working with your intuition, you really have to trust it in that moment. Because when you trust that moment and you go with that, that means it may change another moment going forward that may or may not happen because of you trusting your intuition. So it is very important for everyone to do that. And that's something I'm so excited to share with you is because been tapping into so much and i love how you talked about with the reiki you're tapping into other aspects and and bringing that forward in your sessions and what i just want to ask what type of things have you been tapping into or would you like to talk about that you have tapped into using your intuition
1: yeah i mean it started off as what i would call relatively normal stuff like you know you it's like you it's like someone asks you a question and you get an answer to it but it's it kind of fleshes itself out in terms of again using the five senses in general and i would call that kind of foundational intuition what started happening as i was just delving into things and always would happen in a session never would it happen like when i was just practicing and You know exploring on my own no always would happen mid-session um like medical intuition um finding out that i could be a medium (laughs) i mean it's it's a fat channeling channeling just started happening mostly by writing it started and then it started so whole body channeling started happening. Um, Things of that nature, like developing protocols mid-session that I didn't know I was gonna be developing. It's one of those things afterwards, I'm saying to my guides, really? Like,
0: really? Like, (laughs) I mean, thank you and, really? (laughs) I love that because they love to teach when you're working with people. It never ends. Totally. It's like, I have this one
1: protocol that I love. It's called the bridge. And it is a way for people to, um, people who think they're not intuitive, people who think they can't connect, to connect. And it's so ridiculously simple. But again, one of those things that happened mid-session and I'm like, I I, here in my head. I'm going, come on, you guys, come on. And then I'm like, oh, geez, screw it. Just go with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, I'm like going along with the person on their journey, like, we'll see where this is going. I have not a blessed clue. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that was really neat. Okay, cool. Thanks.
0: <laughs> thanks for the information and, you know, figuring it
1: out. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it's like the, the, the Ascended Masters, who I'd never even heard of until I, until I started working with them and knew that they had that moniker attached to them. And archangels and um oh boy are we gonna even go there okay so a grouping that (laughs) oh geez i don't know angela this is like this is like opening pandora's box
0: yep Um, i know they're um, telling me go for it
1: (laughs) a group a group of energies who refer to themselves as the oe the original energy
0: nice
1: and that has been an adventure that started just this past year and has been let's call it in development (laughs) and just over the past couple of months i channeled them in their entirety and when i first started doing full body channeling um it tapped my physical energy like to the extreme it's one of those things where you know I have so many people who say to me, I want to be able to do all that you do. And I'm like, you know, you're completely capable. Here's the thing. There's a big caveat to this. You have to know that it has to come in parts and it has to happen over a period of time because our human bodies and our brains are not made to engage with this level of energy. They just aren't. And so there has to be a process of getting used to it. You know, you, there has to be, it's like exercising. You have to, you can't just bench lift 250 pounds your first time. Absolutely. You have to work up to it. It's the same thing. So when I first started the full body channeling, like it's it, it seemed so easy. Like I was doing this with my friend Tina and it was so easy and, and so much fun. We we're both like in complete awe of what was happening. And then I would drive home, open the door of my car, and wonder if I was going to be able to make it the 30 feet from my car to the front door. Because I was so physically tapped out.
0: That is really good for people to realize because when you are tapping into this, when you go in a little bit deeper levels, the regular intuitive and things like that, but when you start going deeper into the channeling and, you know, some of the mediumship and some of these other things, it is an energy tap and you really need to learn how to work with that. Yes. And and one other thing I think was really cool is you said that you know, working with that is just like, you know, you have to go to the gym before you bench 250 pounds. It's, it's funny because I always refer to intuition as an intuitive muscle that you need to exercise. Yeah, so. <laughs>
1: yeah totally, totally. So working with the OE, what the first time they channeled, which was, uh, I want to say it was six or eight weeks ago. I didn't know it was going to happen until it was happening, which is again typical of me. And <laughs> and I was like, this is different because I was noticing, like, I'm used to, like, right now I can feel. And is this, is this the OE who's kind of in the background? Yeah. So I mean, I'm feeling like, like, there's a. It's almost like having two layers of muscle, like having two jaws, having two pairs of hands. Rather than, you know, what I mean. It's like almost like everything is doubled up in a way and same thing with all the muscle groups like everything is doubled up what's different with the oe is they um they hyper engage my eyes which with quote-unquote regular paneling that i'm used to doing not so much but they really engage my eyes which i find fascinating i'm not sure what the reason for that is but different energy group so I, I noticed something was different and I was on this Zoom call with six other people and they're all going, something's different. <laughs> I'm like, I'm aware. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm aware. And then my voice completely changed and my movements completely changed. And it, it's so funny to be like, like fully aware. Like it's not as though our, my consciousness is disengaged in any way i it's like, I'm just like, I just take a tiny step to the right and I'm like, just like watching them run the show. <laughs> so I'm like, what's coming out of my mouth? I'm hearing right along with everybody else at the same time. No idea what's gonna come out. And so after we finished it, and it was only like for 20 minutes or so that they channeled and then they, you know, didn't, it's not that they dispersed, but kind of just settled back a little bit and finished the call. And then I was like, hmm, (laughs) and I stood up and I had to like, just, you know, have a hand on my desk just to make sure that I was standing up right before I took a step. Ah, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was like, okay, I need to drink like a gallon of water right now. And by 7.30 that night, I was ready to go to bed. I was like, done. Like physically, my body was
0: wiped out. Fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. And what have you found? Because the other thing was coming into all of this is the energy is shifting. Energy is is new energies are coming in. What are you feeling or finding with this OG? Yeah, O E O E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can okay. all say O G. So <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah.
1: So what are you finding
0: with that, with what is the message or what is the overall um, feeling of that energy coming in?
1: Yeah, okay, okay, I'm going to take over because what we're noticing here is that the energy is changing, it's transitioning. You are all going through a metamorphosis, some more so than others, simply because you are more available, accessible you are working you are doing the work and so for example for you angela for ellen what we're doing is you are harnessing the new energy coming in perhaps more so than others are and then what is happening is you're making yourselves available for this transition this metamorphosis which is going to help you to help others to also go through their own metamorphosis because what we're noticing here is whether people are realizing it or not all are going to go through some sort of a metamorphosis and for some it is going to feel as though they have been waiting for this for some time for others they are going to wish it had never happened
0: that is a very interesting concept where some do not want it to happen or wished it hadn't happened
1: We're noticing is for many humans, waking up as you like to call it, it is an inconvenience. It requires they see life differently, see the world differently, see themselves in the world differently. It calls into question things they would rather not question.
0: It is inconvenient. Understandable. and. As I want to thank you for coming in. Such a beautiful message. Thank you so much.
1: We thank you for doing the work. We thank you for engaging Ellen today. And we thank you for allowing yourself to be a part
0: of the transition that Earth is going through. Thank you so much. Are you able to answer one more question? Yes. The transition of the Earth at this point in time? Are there more and more people who are going to be connecting and contacting and in contact with you as this transition happens
1: we notice is yes although not all will be able to do what ellen is doing not all will be able to do what you will be doing simply because they do not have the stamina they are not willing to put in the time put in the effort or they have simply no understanding of what must be done to come to this space and so what we're noticing is that people are going to become more aware of we because they cannot help but do otherwise.
0: I love it. And I am excited to have you being playing more and more of a part in our world going forward. And I thank you so much for your time. We thank you for your time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't want to wear you out too too much. No, it's
1: fine. They're still they're still it's they're still very much engaged, and that's completely fine. I don't think they're anywhere at the moment.
0: No, I didn't think so either. But it's like I don't want to wear you out because I know you. It's fine. It's totally fine. (laughs) And that's one of the things is understanding there's so much here for us. And before you started, my team was like. They're going to come through, so they're going to come through. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Love so, that. <laughs> and one of the things is, like, what can people help? What can people do to help bring this through? What can people do to to help engage in the new energy? Is that something you've heard from them? Yeah,
1: I'm going to let them just continue because... <laughs> What we're noticing here is using their intuition, making actual use of it and understanding it is not only for those things that are considered extra special, extraordinary. It is not for just those things that are outside the human realms. It is meant to be used in a very everyday way. This is how the muscle builds. This is how they become as though one with their intuitive understandings, and then are able to expand them.
0: That is so we we do not wish to interrupt you. No, I was just going to say that that is something so important for people to hear, to be using it in everyday manners, because so many people look at it as something is so big that cannot be used on an everyday basis. Is is that also something you do? And I'm just going to make a little bit of thing here where you nudged Ellen earlier when she was had gone through her jobs and her sicknesses and Is that something that you will do in ways to help people move forward?
1: And in particular with those that we notice have the capacity to take things beyond even what is considered the extraordinary. This is, we notice, going to be, call it the foundation, call it the cornerstone of this new paradigm in which we are entering it is as though there will need to be certain people like you, Angela, like Ellen, in all the corners of the earth as pillars. And then others will rise up when they are near them.
0: I love that. I love that so much. And for you, what there is when you talked about different types of people I just maybe want you to maybe talk about, does everybody have the ability to rise up? Just certain people have the ability to rise up further at this time in life, but at another time they also can.
1: Yes, and this is the thing that we notice that humans have a hard time accepting, is that everyone is able to rise up in such a manner. We notice that humans like to have identities. They like to feel special. And so to suppose that someone else other than them is able to do what they do, for some, this is a joy. And for others, it is a competition.
0: That is very true, because some it is a competition and I feel it's so joyful to see people accomplish and move themselves up and I'm so excited. You are here to be a part of that.
1: And so we are in gratitude to you and we are in gratitude to Ellen and we are in gratitude to all those who are listening to this broadcast because they too, they are paying attention.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much again. I appreciate that. And I like to say that anyone who is listening is listening for a reason. You're here for a reason. And so. How are you doing, Ellen? (laughs) Doing (laughs) fine. Definitely an unexpected thing, but. I kind of had an inkling it was going to be happening. <laughs> I was ready for anything, which is, you know, the way to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's something with you and I showing people you have the capacity, you have the ability to trust yourself, trust your intuition and help move yourself up because what a beautiful world it would be and will be when everybody starts rising up and realizing they're all connected. We're all here for a reason. And we're all here to enjoy every moment of the earth we're on. I think that's something when they mentioned about some people look at waking up as not a good thing and other ones are excited for it. and To realize, to change your perspective and look at it as such an exciting journey, we get to experience it. Yeah. And that's the part that excites me. It's like,
1: I, you know, I I oftentimes send up this prayer. May I ever be in awe around all of this? May I, <laughs> I never want to reach a point where I'm like, this is just how things are. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pardon me. I need to take a drink.
0: <laughs>
1: oh boy. There's a lot going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of energy moving around. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Because before they came in I could see them behind you and I'm like oh here they're coming they're coming
1: (laughs) it's so funny you can see them I can feel them it's all about (laughs) sensation when it comes to them I don't see I don't really see them um it's yeah it's all it's all feeling
0: yeah and it's and that's the thing too is it's different for everyone and to not be comparing yourself to others, no one should ever compare themselves to anyone else ever. Yeah,
1: and I completely agree with that. It's one of those things where like, one of my um, strongest intuitive abilities is my clairvoyance. So for me not to be able to see them is odd. And at the same time, it's one of those things where it, you know, we use different senses in our everyday lives differently um we might see our food but we really smell and taste our food right so it's the same way with intuition to expect that just because we're super clairvoyant that we're going to see everything intuitively is maybe not the best way to hold that because in some instances it's We'll
0: get more information from our other senses. Absolutely. And it's it's funny. My my light will flicker at times when certain things are said. It's like, oh yeah, go back on that. (laughs) And just messing with my very (laughs) funny. And they're saying to remember, just like blind people, when they can't see, it heightens the other senses. So if you are so good at seeing otherwise, it's good to mask those. So you learn to do it more with the other senses instead of thinking for people to think that that's not working. So it must not be working right. Instead, they're building your other senses, your other intuitive senses that are always there.
1: I love that part of it too. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that right there is such an important piece of this puzzle too. It's, you know, it I I love that analogy of you know putting that blindfold on so that you're you're really needing to use your other senses. Yeah, so
0: important. Absolutely, and it's it's there to to help us all. We're all learning. We're and you know I know you, Ellen. You're always learning, always finding new things to to understand, to explore, and and to have that. When you said to always be excited for everything, to have that excitement every day. What else can I learn? What else can I understand? That's key to this world. It it really is.
1: And it helps a lot, especially I just heard the word humdrum and it's like, yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of what's happening in our world can be humdrum or straight up upsetting, but it's like, you know, yeah. You know, we still need to clean the toilets, still need to do the dishes and do the laundry and do those sort of everyday humdrum things and yes we can't completely avoid some of the crack going on in the world however we don't have to dredge ourselves in it there's no need to dredge ourselves in it and so to be able to have have this sort of thing meaning intuition and all else that revolves around it accessible and attainable and and to help us see that bigger picture, because that's what it is. It's really it is going from looking at things in a very small way to looking at things in a very big way. And that can really help to put things into context so that we're not getting
0: sucked down by everything happening around us. And that's that's very true. To know that everything happening around us, you don't have to take it in. And honestly, when you look at doing the dishes, cleaning the toilets, doing all that, I look at that as a methods of grounding. So I look at it as every time I'm doing it, I am grounding myself. I am making myself understanding who I am and grounding myself with things that need to be done. And by doing that, it makes it a little more bearable.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's such a great way to look at it. Uh, Truly it, it, because it, it is that too. It's, it is one of those things where when we're doing this sort of work and we're becoming more and more expanded and expansive it's, it's like one of those things where we need to remember that we are still in these human body suits. <laughs> and so doing the laundry and washing the toilets and that kind of stuff, it, it is, it isn't an anchor, but it is, as you said, a grounding mechanism so that you know, we have to, we need to be able to manage, manage the two right? So that's how we go about it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And then I know you've been doing so many different things, uh, doing, I just want to kind of go through for people, you have the spiral, it's the spiral is all about the gathering and support of ourselves and each other, and they're offered four times a month on Wednesdays. You have the Spiral Academy with courses, energy working courses, and pendulum power up courses. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> and you t- and you talked about the bridge and managing an energy space. And you also do intuitive support for human beings with 30 and 60 minute intuitive sessions. And and you have intuitive session packages and you do short intuitive Q&A email readings. And when you're doing your intuitive sessions and you just, and, and a lot of these other academies and the spiral is a lot of that online for people who aren't in your local area, because yes. like before <laughs> you were in New Hampshire, are you still
1: there? I, I actually <laughs> still am in New Hampshire. Yes. <laughs> so um, everything is online and It's very intentional that way because, well, first of all, most of my clients are from outside my region. Absolutely. (laughs) So there's one thing, Uh, but also the fact that it was made very clear to me in the early stages of actually building this business that I needed to think bigger than just New Hampshire. You know, I needed to make sure that people, wherever they were in the world, that have access to me and so and it's there you know i had some resistance around that at first because i love being one-on-one with people i love it and at the same time they were like you still will be it's just that you're not going to be sitting across a table from them you're going to be sitting across the world and they were just I was like sitting across the world and trying, you, know, <laughs> but, you know you'll still be able to have that one-on-one experience you know
0: so absolutely yeah. and that's something where you started the spiral so would you want to talk a little bit about what the spiral is how it helps what it, and what the purpose of it is and I heard a little story about How did that spiral start, is my question. (laughs) my gosh, well, the thing is, it was one of those
1: things, again, where it took years of prodding for me to actually do it um, because they had been pushing me to form this digital community where people could gather, they would share their stories, we could have gatherings and even though the gatherings was the last thing it was it was one of those things again most of it was it was very comfortable for me because people could just come on it it was a, a very kind of almost like a Facebook like experience except it was not on Facebook and so people could create posts and comment on those posts and we were commenting on each other's posts and you could DM people and then it reached a point where it it was it was feeling like that wasn't quite enough. Nobody was saying that, but I was feeling it wasn't enough. And so I was like, how would you feel about like a monthly meeting? Like we could just meet on Zoom once a month and see how that goes. And it went tremendously. And then one thing led to another, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, four Wednesdays out of the month. <laughs> these gatherings. And suddenly no one is posting anymore. Because we're meeting four times a week and four four times a month rather and so we're having these face-to-face conversations so what has happened very organically over the past two months is i completely closed down the spiral platform where all of those hosts were living because nobody's using it including myself we were all meeting so now it's the spiral gatherings and the thing is too, what that made it because I love the idea of a a private community in the sense that um, it creates a very safe environment for people to share things that they wouldn't feel comfortable sharing necessarily in a public forum and so that worked really well the gatherings still work well I limit it to 11 people no more than 11 people at any one gathering and it is still that safe space and we have these intense conversations and then I make the replays available so that people can revisit if that's helpful because so much happens. It's and it's just a beautiful thing and it's unexpected and beautiful how that all transpired.
0: <laughs> and I love how you've been just following your intuition, listening, sometimes with more prodding from them. (laughs) Yes, but organically growing. And I think, you know, meeting those people one-on-one and having that safe space for them to talk about all different subjects, because honestly, there's a lot of things you don't want to bring up in a public forum. And I think that's something so key for you and how you're helping so many people in that aspect and be able to kind of talk with their heart. And and really ask the questions that they've been wondering without feeling like they're judged. And I think that's something so key for people, especially going forward, because I feel there's so much judgment in the world everywhere. Yes.
1: Absolutely. And it, it's one of those things where um you know, the, the word othering gets used a lot these days. And it's one of those things, just like there are a cu- couple of buzzwords around that I'm like, this is so overused. However, the othering really works in this situation because I, I mean, I see it within my own family. You know, I have uh, one of my brothers who is very uncomfortable with the work I do. He is also extremely intuitive, by the way. But he's very uncomfortable with the work I do. And so he creates these comments sometimes that I've finally it used to be that I would get, you know, all up in my ego and just be like, Rawr. and now it's like, thank you. Because it's usually C saying, you know, you're weird or you're just you do things so differently than everybody else does. And I'm like, thank you so much. That was entirely my intention
0: (laughs) I love that to take to take ownership of your uniqueness because we're all so unique and and honestly for some people we're so unique that it really it kind of let's say freaks them out It, it makes them very uncomfortable because we are so unique and so different so when people say that I love that response thank you thank you for that because We should embrace our uniqueness because we have been told so many times before, hence the reason you shut things down. And I know there's reasons, a lot of the same reasons I shut things down for a long time, was because you were afraid to embrace your uniqueness afraid to put it out to the world because of the backlash you would get.
1: Absolutely. It's, you know, we live in a a society that, appreciates conformity. And, and there is this wonderful rising tide that is truly encouraging people to celebrate their individuality, and the the different colors of people and who they are. And it's, and that can make people very uncomfortable, you know, because again, that means that there's a lack of conformity. And for those who for those, for those who really value conformity, and they are faced with those who don't conform, um, it is definitely a, but, a button pusher. I think, in in large part, because it raises questions they're not comfortable with. I, I
0: agree with you. I think it starts making them look within a little bit and going oh, maybe there's something within me, I kind of agree with some of this. But if I even expose a little bit of that, it may put me down the path. And I'm, I don't want to open up that Pandora's box for myself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it is, it's one of those
0: things I've said so many times
1: to people, uh, following a spiritual path such as this is, it's not for the faint of heart. And I really, you know, I sincerely mean that because it is not in any way easy. It can be easeful, but not easy. And the work that you're put through, if you're willing to go there, is not at all comfortable a lot of the time. Because it does require such um, self-reflection. And truly asking ourselves is that something I believe really believe or is that something
0: I was taught to believe or I'm expected to believe that's a really good word I'm expected to believe and taking those expectations and really look at them and ask are they mine or are they someone else's expectations totally totally and it
1: it is not um it's not always pleasant to go down that rabbit hole.
0: Oh, I'm there with you to, to self-reflect and go, what part did I play in this? Yeah. What, did, what, 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 it, what was my role in this whole situation? And, and it's a lot of self-reflection and a lot of soul searching. So I agree. It is not for the faint of heart.
1: <laughs> for sure, but it's, it's worthy. It's a, it's a worthy undertaking. It really is
0: i've got to say when you go through as you're working through a lot of this for me and i don't i'm just going to speak for myself i don't know about you but for me it's been the most exhilarating and the most joyful and and just the most uh, biggest sense of accomplishment that i've ever had in my whole life doing this journey and 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 just the joy you feel every day of, of just the appreciation of everything around you is is more than i could have ever imagined and it's hard to even describe to people when they first start the journey and how does it make you feel yeah and
1: very similarly it's um i would love to be able to say that i'm 100 joyful about it every day but that would be <laughs> me. you know what i mean i mean but and yet at the same time you know i can just um, observing people around me and listening to how they talk about things isn't. It, it really shows to me how this journey has made it so that call it a a deeper appreciation for everything and um a heightened sense of curiosity, which intrinsically will lead to that sense of excitement and. Yes, sometimes joy too, because within that curiosity, that's where you find more development. That's where you learn more about this incredibly complex and super cool universe we live
0: in. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> And I think it, it helps have it when you're feeling that when you have the days, because we all have it when stuff doesn't go right, things aren't going together right, and you're like, well, what did I do? Yeah. But, but when you hit those days, it's where you can, you, you have a method, you're starting to work through your feelings, start through your beliefs to bring you back out the other side much quicker instead of delving on something for days, weeks, months, or years, like you maybe did in the past. It's a very, quicker move through yeah i I call it recovery time and it is that's one thing
1: i've noticed too and again i'm so grateful that you bring that up because excuse me it's one of those things that it's it's one of those things that like it's at the front of the mind to say to people you're so gonna appreciate doing this because yeah but it's true the recovery time like Things that used to upset me and like it would last for days on end. I would just become mired in it. I would get passive aggressive. I would, you know, just go through the whole thing. It's like now it's maybe an hour or two and sometimes it's only a minute or two. And then I'm realizing it's really funny to stop and I'm like, where did that go? (laughs) Because it's not there anymore. Did I really already process that? Okay. I guess I did maybe i think we'll just continue
0: on because it's a funny thing to realize that and and it's it's really it's really like you said that you kind of get that where did it go what what happened how did i move through it so quick and you're like well that was kind of fun (laughs) now totally it's yeah call it a side effect it's a wonderful side effect doing this work a wonderful side effect (laughs) And that brings me up to you had there was I I kind of go through people's websites, go through their stuff. So and you had other things in there where you talked about energy clouding. So what is energy clouding? How do you identify it and how can you work at clearing that?
1: It's interesting. Cause I'm like, when did I write about energy clouding? And so I'm like, did I write about energy cloud? I must have written about energy clouding. So but the thing is I can see it.
0: So um the only reason they're bringing this up is because they're telling me when people first start on their path, there's a lot of energy that kind of comes in, and and uh, okay. we, are, we are dealing with we are they know that there are people listening that are just starting their path and just starting to understand it, and people who are well along their path, and they want to make sure everyone is included in this. Yeah, system. totally. So I love that.
1: Oh, I love that so much. So the thing is, what this clouding. Uh, The clouding looks like dense clouds. What it feels like to me is um, uh, the only way I can describe it is cotton wool. And so, and the thing is, so imagine cotton wool. So it's like imagining a cotton ball, but then imagine like a wool sweater that has not been refined. So there's a bit of scratchiness to it and it's heavy. It's quite heavy. So there's it's almost as though you're swaddled in this cotton wool kind of stuff and it's a matter of dismantling it are you going to be able to just fling it off in one one fell swoop well that would be super convenient however you it would be like sis i just heard system failure (laughs) system (laughs) failure you don't want to do that so it's like it's it's like the reverse of peeling an onion. So it's starting from the inside and then, you know, working your way out. The wisdom behind that being in this instance is that you're dealing with the stuff that is at your root, at your core. And so starting from that point and working your way out, what's going to happen is as you are peeling away those layers of cotton wall, you're gonna start seeing more light coming through. It isn't going to be as dense or as heavy. And so the more you do that, the more light there is, the more that's illuminated, the more you're seeing, hearing, feeling, sensing in all ways, the more you're connecting with other beings, other energies, you're getting a better understanding of um it's so interesting the terms that are coming through, what your your core assets are, what your core assets are. So in that sense, it's let's call them your intuitive strengths. So you really get a sense of what those are. And so as you're as you're getting to those outer layers, then you have a better sense of how to work with them, you have a better understanding of them. So when that last layer is peeled off and it's like everything is made available to you, you can see and feel everything, you're better prepared for that. You're better equipped for that. And so it's so important to understand that it is a process. It's not, it's, it's best that you don't wake up one day and be able to have a full understanding of the architecture of the universe and all of its parts because your brain will not be able to take it. And on top of that, it's going to be so much information, you're not going to be able to assimilate it. You want to be able to assimilate it. Through the assimilation, you, there is an appreciation and an enjoyment
0: you know, I love that. And and knowing, you know, a lot of people like, I just want it all to come in. when you said you really you can't process it all. You really can't process it. And that's why, like with you and I both, they work with us in in bits and pieces, bringing through what we're able to process, what we can move through in the moment and what you're doing now, you couldn't have done before because you weren't in the state of being able to process that, being able to, to bring it through. And the same with me. They're they're bringing new things in because we couldn't process it before. And hence, that's the reason we're always learning, always going. We can only yes. do it a little at a time. That's right. And it, again, it gives
1: us a, the appreciation of being able to experience it and saying, oh, that's a new thing. Like, yeah, sometimes it can be a little annoying to have stuff show up and, and, you know, not in our specific timing that we would prefer. <laughs> and yet at the same time, it gives us the opportunity to say, oh, that's super cool. And now I have a new tool for my toolkit,
0: absolutely. for my healing bag, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. that actually brings me into the one other question I had, which was you had the difference between need versus want in using your divination tools and, and how to differentiate the need versus want and I, I kind of dig in a little bit and you were talking about clearing your tools after yes. them so dive into that a little bit for us yeah so it's one of those things again it's
1: you know um so when we buy fruit from the grocery grocery store we don't just bring it home and eat it we bring it home and we wash it And then we eat it because it's been subject to whatever was used to help it grow. It's been touched by dozens, if not hundreds of different hands. We don't want to put that into our mouth. (laughs) And it's sort of the same thing with our intuitive tools. So the thing is, even like with, uh, let me see what I'm gonna show for an example, like this piece of selenite. So, um, you know, when I received it, I cleared it and I cleared it so it was completely neutral. I didn't like clear it to work specifically with me. I wanted it to be completely neutral because I wanted to really feel its energy. And so as I work with it, periodically now I clean it, although selenites honestly are pretty self-cleaning, which I love. Mm -hmm. However, if I need to use it for, um, let's say, a particularly harrowing house cleaning or something, then I will absolutely support it to get rid of any extraneous energy that is definitely going to um, dull its capacity to work the way I know it can work. So it's, you know, any intuitive tools that we use, it's like one of those things where I and maybe this is just a rite of passage, I don't know. But once I realized that, I could work with all these tools, like I had to have them all, you know. So the oracle cards, and then okay, I'll I'll work with the tarot. Okay, that's fine. Oh, crystals. Oh yeah, crystals and pendulums and you know, divining rods and all the things, all the things. And the thing is, then realizing like, what do I really use? I mean, I use all of them in part, but what do I really use? And crystals i use every day um the second most useful thing i would say is probably my pendulum and my divination cards you know do i need all the other stuff do i really need it no i like it (laughs) i like to know that i have it um but the thing is it's you know i think we can say it's good to have on hand just in case we need it. And on the other side of that, it can also create a situation where if you really like, just don't stop and check in when you know, you're reaching for a tool, is this what I really need for this particular situation? If we're assuming cause it's our go-to, you know, it just, it's yeah. Um, there is such a thing as too much. So
0: does that answer your question? I'm not sure. Absolutely. And it's about <laughs> being the ability to, just because this works in the moment, whatever you're using, then to be able to change and shift like you're drawn to something else then use the other thing and don't worry about going back to the other like oh i always use that so i need to go back to that and and be able to stretch yourself and expand yourself and try the other things and and you'll discover i've discovered some things like i don't need it right away i'll pick it up it's like well i don't really need it but it may be down the road all of a sudden like oh that's exactly what i need so trust yourself, it may not be in the moment. And some things are just as you move through them, you're going to something else. And that's okay. And I I have lots of fun things behind me that I use, and uh, but I don't use them all every day. I, I Different ones will call to me when I need them. And I'm sure it's yes. the same for you. It is. Absolutely. It
1: is. And I think that's, it. again, it's a, that's a discernment thing. It's that is, that's, that is an intuitive thing. <laughs> it's making sure that we're, paying in, 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 we're in intuitive awareness before we just reach for something because that's what we normally do, you know? And it's the same thing when it comes to clearing those things that we use. I mean, I will say that my go-to for clearing is my pendulum. It is my go-to. And more often than not, it's what I'm told, just just use the pendulum, it'll do the work for you. Okay, cool, I'm happy to do that. So, um, But sometimes, Sometimes, you know, you have to reach for the black tourmaline because you need that energy or, you know, it's the amethyst or sometimes they're like, you don't need any tool except your own energy. And to pay attention to that,
0: too. Absolutely. I think that's very important for people to, to realize sometimes the tools are needed in the moment and sometimes that tool is just going to be you. Yes. And like you are the tool. Absolutely. <laughs> you are the tool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I, and I am, I am having a fun time today and I want to make sure I'm cognizant of your time because I appreciate the time you are giving everyone here. And I just want to encourage people to make sure to go on Ellen's website. It's ellenmgregg.com. I will have her information in the link. And for those of you listening out on the podcast area you're obviously not going to see the link because you only see the podcast (laughs) but but for those it's e l l e n m as in mary g r e g g Dot .com so check out her information on on Ellenmgreg.com. so much great information on there and you're going to find more and i and like i said ellen works online she's doing things over the internet you can reach her anywhere in the world and that's the one thing i love about this time in history we can mm-hmm. reach anyone we're all connected yeah, and part, you're doing the spiral, part of that spiral, connecting more communities. So definitely take the time to check out that and get on some of her monthly meetings or weekly, actually. You can do weekly or monthly. And Ellen, is there anything you'd like to say before we close today? I just want
1: to say thank you because I, I feel like these, these conversations are just so important because it, it's I feel like, it, you know, Feel free, listeners, you can say I'm totally wrong in saying this, but it feels like we aren't talking above anybody's heads. And that is so important because none of this is above any of us. It's not above any of us. It's, it's just like, you know, think about getting your, your high school um, graduation or your college
0: degree. It's just a matter of doing the work to get there. That's all. So, so. I love that. And my, my my light just flickered in agreement with you? <laughs> and it is realizing hey, I need one. <laughs> It is realizing we are all the same. We are we all have different, maybe different unique abilities in different aspects, but we all can get there. It's just a matter of trusting and believing in yourself. And I like to tell people, you know, what I do is nothing special. I'm just listening to myself and listening to what's around there. So try to be the best listener you possibly can be. And you'll find everything is available to you. And knowing we're all on the same level. No one's above anyone here. And even on the other side, no one is above anyone. We're yeah. all. It's a beautiful thing. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. Love that so much absolutely and thank you so much and i just ellen i appreciate your time and i just encourage people to check out ellen more about her on her website ellenmgreg.com and i wish and thank all of you for listening today and just make sure every first and third tuesday of the month at 7 p.m new episodes are released and usually as long as my internet works correctly <laughs> the youtube the youtube video of these Uh, interviews are up on YouTube the following day on Wednesday at noon. Unless I inquire a glitch, then it might be Thursday, but check on Wednesday. (laughs) But I am so excited to have you here, Ellen. Thank you so much. And I hope all of you tune in next time for the next episode on Edge Talk Radio. I hope all of you have an absolutely amazing day.